You're listening to Thursday Mornings with Alex and Don. GMAD. Don is a pastor with 40 years experience. And Alex is just as curious as you are. We look at the most important and interesting questions about the Bible and Christian faith. So let's talk about it. Pastor Don. <laughs> good morning, Alex. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Good. It's almost Christmas season. Or it is Christmas season. Yes, it is. There'll be celebrations coming up. Yes. Yeah, do we know? I get a double header Christmas Eve. How hey, is lucky yeah. you. Mm-hmm. What times? Uh, f- five o'clock. Five o'clock at uh, Kelowna Midnight and seven here. Seven here? Yeah. So if you're in the area, you're listening to this. Oh, ho, ho. Us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you want to get the best hymns, mm-hmm. the best songs, sung we're, by the... We're going to have voices. a good time. Oh, man. It's the best. Yeah. I know. My kids like the... We get to have the candle ceremony where you get to shut the lights off and everyone gets to have a little bit of fire. Mm-hmm. I think they get that for me. Pyromania. Oh, yeah. I remember us dripping wax on each other. That was fun yeah. when we were younger. But um, we're not going to do a lot of like Christmas content because we got so many good questions that just need answering. That's good. Some from Hillcrest, some from others too. So we're just going to keep rolling. Sounds good. All right. Sounds like what we do. Okay. Um, where was that one? And I'm, I apologize. Oh, is uh, is switching churches often a good thing? Not often. Okay, so we got because uh, churches go through cycles. Yeah, and most most of those cycles have to do with leadership. Uh, some of them have to do with pastors. Some have to do with elders, and uh, sometimes they go co- through corrective processes. So if you're in a church that's going through a really difficult time, pray for the leaders and uh, seek God's wisdom in the process. Uh, I, I would I would say don't stay under a a teaching pastor teaching group that are not biblical. Right. If there's a, a sense that, it, that they don't honor the Bible, then maybe that's the time to move. Mm-hmm. But I found that a lot of churches go through cycles, yeah, and uh, they'll go away from the word greatly, and then all of a sudden they'll come back. Yeah. And and uh, one of the dangerous things is to continue setting under unsound doctrine yeah. for a long period of time, because then you think, well, this is all right, and what's being preached is all right. Uh, the second piece of this is. Make sure you are informed and have a good handle on the Word of God and can test any speaker mm-hmm. in any pulpit right. as to whether they're authentically studying the Word and presenting God's Word or if they're making their own two cents worth out of it. Yeah. I think one of the dangerous things I've seen is the mega church people who come in really edgy and they've taken a little bit of doctrine and sort of taken it to an extreme and drawn a great big crowd. And then because pride is the root of all evil, yeah. uh, they fall. Right. And uh, I think we've seen many mega ministries go the wayside quickly. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't happen. I mean, because instead of following God, they're following a man right. or a woman. And uh, instead of testing and approving the message, uh, they are not testing it, yeah. just swallowing it mm-hmm. hook, line, and sinker. 
So I think we in the pew need to be more knowledgeable of the word and able to measure oh, yeah. the speakers that are before us and, and keep them accountable. Yeah. But also make sure we're under people who, who are speaking the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doing it often, I think, is detrimental to our own personal discipleship. Yeah, it's also detrimental for us making good relationships. Yeah, that mentor us mm-hmm. and make us better Christians. Yeah. yeah, I would definitely say if you if if you find yourself that you're switching churches often, it might not be a church thing. It, it could possibly be you. Um, uh, I can see the pathway in my own head if I've got a certain view of. Of, of the Bible and there's something in there that's popular in the culture or something. And I was like, okay, well, I, I would rather be on the other side of that and my church doesn't agree with that. So I'm going to go find a church that does everything that I like here and then uh. also this thing. Um, but I mean, that's something that you've, you've created on your own. So be really careful with that. Amen. You know? Because if you're creating your own religion, right. That's that's not good. You need to be getting it from the Bible yeah. and from people who are expounding the Bible itself mm-hmm. and its concepts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even with the different branches uh, within Christianity, I mean, a lot of the different branches, you know, the, the things that they break on and cause division on are issues that are that can be interpreted different ways. So it's an I don't know, mm-hmm. right? And there, there are I don't knows in there. Um, and we can kind of take our learning and understanding to see, to see which side we wanted to be on. But then there's other ones that are just not in the Bible, not, not talked about, or or they are talked about and they're explicitly stated that it's supposed to be X. And then there's a church that does Y, Yeah, you know, it says not X, even though it says it right in there when you're creating a completely different religion. And that that's in the Bible too. Right. The Simonites, mm-hmm. the Nicolaitans, right. they were all, they, they started even at the time of the disciples right? and took a little bit of Jesus mm-hmm. and then went this other route yeah. so that we ended up with the Gnostics and then a lot of challenge to the early church. Yep. Or even... Uh, it's not new. It's Joseph, not new. Joseph Smith, is that the... That'd the, be the latest. Latter-day yeah. Saints, yeah. He got a seer stone and so then there's a whole new book. It's not the Bible. No, it's not right. the Bible. Um, but they like to to say they embrace the Bible. Right. And the Baha'i religion would do the same thing. Yeah. And so they aren't being excluded because, oh, well, we use the Bible, and we use this, and we use this. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. That's dangerous. Yeah, and they actually have on their, uh, I think it's on their, it's either on their websites or it's, it's on their, um, or you can look it up from one of their organizations where they have a lot of like the older manuscripts and stuff, um, kind of like how their religion grew. And if you look in there and I won't tell you to, cause you go, go look for it. Um, if you can't figure it out, send me a message, I'll help you. But there's stuff in there where the actual leaders at the time are acknowledging that their doctrine is, is kind of flimsy in this certain spot. And I wouldn't call it flimsy. I would call that a, like a glaring, problem Mm -hmm. a big pointing finger saying wait 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 that means that this whole thing was made up by somebody it's not true um but that one's tricky right but right in the i I go back to it every once in a while and i even think about it when i preach so at the 
end of Revelation, it says, anybody who adds to or takes from this book, mm-hmm. God will add to him the plagues described in this book. Yep. <laughs> Anyone who takes away from this book of prophecy, God will take away his share in the tree of life yep. and in the holy city, which is described in the book. Yep. So it's, yeah, it's not, it shouldn't be a, a real passive thing and we just, oh, it feels good, let's do it. Mm-hmm. It really needs to be tested. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Um, next question. Are we good on that? Okay. Next question. Just going down the line. Is it okay to use violence in a during a home invasion? This one comes from Seth O. Thanks, Seth. Ah, uh, yes. I know you, Seth. So the, th- the thing that is interesting is uh, all these examples of what might be yeah and how do i respond in the might be Mm -hmm. and uh, we really don't have those scenarios set up in the bible no what might be right um i would hope that we wouldn't use violence i'd hope god would give us a way out i mean we have stories of actual happenings of little old ladies who've been accosted and they pray themselves out of the situation i i think that is an uh but what's God going to lead us to do at the time? Mm-hmm. I think, uh, why wouldn't we work at it from our faith angle? Yeah. And see what's going to happen at that time. I mean, there, there's a one, there's a good, so like a, like a home invasion, like middle of the night. There's a good example of that in Exodus 22. Mm-hmm. Um, where if a thief is caught breaking in at night and is struck with a fatal blow, the defender is not guilty of bloodshed. But if it happens after sunrise, the defender is guilty of bloodshed. And the difference is because you could see. Right. At night, you're not responsible because you're not seeing who it is coming in, right. whether it's your friend or foe or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so you couldn't see. Okay. Makes a difference then if it's sunrise and you can see who's getting in and you could respond differently. You can see all the options of responding. Sure. In the dark, you can't see all the response, yeah. how to respond in all those situations. Okay. And, and so part of that example out of Exodus 22 is the fact that it's not holding you responsible for what you can't see. Right. And I guess as I look at these situations, it's almost the same thing. I can't see a good outcome mm-hmm. because I don't have all the information. Right. Uh, but I do have the faith that God will work with us if we give him the situation. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm not ready to say violence is always good in that situation right. and violence, yeah. I've always put myself in the situation that given my lovely wife and my kids, I will put my life in a spot where even if I have to give my life, my kids and my wife will be saved. Mm-hmm. And I won't be actively taking his life, but I'm going to hold him back right. from taking anything from my, my family. Right, but if someone comes into your house with a gun but and I, you're not going to use a gun... I'm not going to use a gun because I don't own one. Right, but then you're not actually going to be holding them back, him back from doing anything. Ah, but I am going to lock my doors. I'm going to secure my windows. I'm not going to just let it be a cakewalk to get into the Patterson home. Okay. I know. 
So I'm not going to tempt that person sure. into taking my house on as a place to, oh, yeah, easy pickings at the Pattersons. Right. But we know from many examples from like mass shootings and stuff, they generally target where they know that there will not be firearms. And some of the times those, those, those places are, <clears throat> some, place, some of those places are locked and some of them are supposed to have been locked, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but there right. have been examples of getting through the security systems and everything that's been put up, put into place. Um, but we had the Johnson County uh, Sheriff's Department I, come out when we were talking about these scenarios in the church mm-hmm. and realizing, I'm, and they were saying that they probably the best response is not to have everybody pack and heat right. in the church building. Oh, I agree with that. And yeah. they had several different scenarios yeah. that they played out that, that we, as Anabaptists, could do to take care of an intruder mm-hmm. that did not involve us doing any more than maybe restraining him at the end point. Right. Um, so I think it's a really good example, and it's one that all of us have had to struggle with. Yeah. But I think if we think around the outside, we don't have to be packing heat okay. to get the job done. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one. This is like a scenario I've, I've thought about. Like, what if I'm just going to trust that God? Say I've got my I've got my pistol, and there's a invasion, or you know, I'm out somewhere, and there's a there's a problem where there's an armed person, and I have the ability to stop them from hurting anybody. And I'm going to trust that God is going to make sure that person lives that I'm firing at. Oh, really? That's my one way of trying to get around the do not murder, right? Mm-hmm. Is because I, I want to be able to protect my family. And I think that their lives are more important than someone who's doing evil. Even though I know that my kids, since they're two and four, do they have a personal relationship with Jesus the way I do? No, they're not baptized not the yet. Way. They have not accepted. But I know from the Bible they have a place in heaven. They're under grace, yes. And I know I am, but I don't know about that person. So True. Logically. And likely, the, the guy who's trying to do violence is not saved. Is not. Yeah. So logically, I shouldn't do anything. But then I'm saying, yeah, kill all of us. You know? But there are maybe some layers of things that could be done right? other than with a AK-47 or a yeah. .06 or whatever. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm saying, what I'm saying is I think God in those situations will open our eyes to, think, yeah. to ways to work with that mm-hmm. situation better yeah. than blowing his head off. Right. Yeah. I definitely know for sure that the Bible would never condone, like, stand-your-ground laws. Like, I know that, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, even even with the disciples in the garden, you know, would take up your swords. True. That's not a stand... <clears throat> that's not permission to stand your ground. That's not in any situation you have the right to kill this person if X, Y, Z. That's not... There's no biblical context for that. Yeah. Whereas the... What I do know is that it's it take the situation carefully understand what's happening consider all the options and make sure that's your last resort true right yeah okay even jesus would say the thief isn't going to come into the strong man's house right 
without first binding the strongman. Mm -hmm. And I think that application is not only pertinent to us uh, physically, yeah. as it is spiritually. Okay. And I think praying a hedge of protection around our homes, praying for our family every day, every night, uh, praying that the Holy Spirit fills the house in such a way that anyone who comes within its doors will feel the presence of the Holy Spirit right as they come in. Uh, and I, I, I think, you know, you're thinking physically. I definitely am. And I'm saying, I think it's more than that. And that we need to spiritually defend our homes. Okay, and, I don't and disagree with those. Fill things. it with the Holy Spirit yeah, yeah. And, and fill it with God's word. Fill Absolutely. It, fill our family with hope and joy and peace and love. Those things that uh, people, instead of wanting to take it away from us or uh, knock us down with it, they sort of stand, whoa, what's this? And that's where our families, I think, will be safer. Yeah. I think the idea that you're expressing makes sense. If if someone's going to come into my house, right, and try to take things from me, with your idea, or with your explanation, makes a lot of sense. Like, if none of this crap I've got is important to me, and if that person coming in doesn't want to take my any of my family, mm -hmm. um, ex not not including the dog, but I don't want him to take my dog, then have at it mm -hmm. and i firmly believe that i'm like take whatever you want man so there are examples when the catholic church was pushing against the anabaptists mm. and coming and taking people from their homes and yeah torturing them yep. martyring them uh, was, uh, i think there's two examples one was where the family they took the roof off the house and exposed the family you know as a way of degrading them and the older couple inside invite them to, to breakfast. Mm -hmm. Aren't you guys getting hot, hungry up there? Why don't you come on down? Have breakfast. And, and, and they ate at the table. They had a hard time with it right. until they put the roof back on the house. Hmm. The other time was a little earlier, and uh, the, the Catholic soldiers were coming to take away the, the, an elderly couple, and uh, they decided, well... You guys probably are hungry. Why don't right. we have some breakfast here? You know, mm -hmm. and they they fed them breakfast, and so the guys that came wouldn't take them into custody. Yeah, and they left. So they sent a second bunch a couple days later, and the couple did the very same thing, and they left. So the third time, the bishop said, "You cannot eat with that family." Huh. And of course, they were taken and right. tortured and killed. Yeah, but. Uh, it affected all those mm -hmm. who were sent on a mission yep. to do wrong, and this couple responded with grace and yep. peace and and breakfast. Yeah, yeah. And you, there's so many examples of those kinds of stories. Just today, I think I was listening to like a focus on the family one where a lady was um, speaking out against her government, and there was actually a hitman mm -hmm. sent to assassinate her. And when her assistant left the room, he shut and locked the door. And then something very miraculous happened. And when she talks about it, gives you chills. Later, she he wrote part of her book. Wow. He came to faith. He's now a pastor. And he was there to assassinate her for mm -hmm. speaking out against the government. And in the whole Israel-Hamas conflict, there was an Israeli family, the mother, the wife, 
invited they you know, well they were already in but they were going to be hostages there so she made food mm-hmm. and they kept giving them food and uh, then eventually bought enough time where the israeli police came in and well killed all the bad guys but she said you know well you're not as angry when you got a full stomach that's true but i mean some it, of it, it goes to out. the concept of are we living for ourselves right. and protecting our little world mm-hmm. are we living for christ and gonna be, become part of the answer yeah mm-hmm. and yeah. that 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 goes for little pockets of us as families right. it goes for bigger pockets of us as churches mm-hmm. it goes for communities of faith that that uh, go beyond churches right uh, I, I really believe in the transforming power of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. and it doesn't stop just when I say, oh, thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. Right. It I goes agree. much farther than that. Yeah. I definitely would be more inclined to stop and try to talk with that person. Who and has you the would gun. be very successful at it, too, Alex. I don't know. Yeah. Um, there are some people who disagree with you. Um, but I, I've talked to, you know, uh, ex-detectives and stuff and people in the police force. And they're like, don't do that. <laughs> don't talk to them. He's like, they're like, don't, don't, uh, uh don't make them breakfast. I not necessarily oh, like uh, that. They're just like, if, if they've got a gun pointed at you, don't, don't try to talk your way out of it. If you've got a means to make that situation stop or, or, or if someone else's life is threatened, um, but that's what their training is. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you stop it the threat. You don't try to work around that threat because then that's how people die. But that's a difficult thing to think about. You know, a lot of times we'll call the police to come in and deal with something. Basically, you guys come do our dirty work that we don't want to do. And that's kind of a tricky one to deal it with. It is too. a tricky one. Yeah. yeah. But um, I, I'm not going to carry a gun. Sorry. I'm not trying to convince you to. Okay. I'm just, um, I like, I like the. It's a popular topic in, 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 in this area. Well, as, as big a klutz as I am with sports and things like that, and walking even yeah. is a challenge for me, I don't want to endanger the rest of humanity oh, if sure. I had something that would shoot a projectile. Mm-hmm. It yep. just, yeah. 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 And so far, I can drive and it's okay. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that works well. There you go. All right. Um, I think we have exhausted this enough for this episode. So, Don, will you pray us out? Can do okay. that. Heavenly Father, thank you for the privilege of being together, Alex and I, as well as sharing with those who are listening. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that you would guide these words in places where they need to be heard, and that you continue to guide us in your ways, helping us to answer the questions that are coming in ways that honor you. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Well, everyone, thanks for joining us. Uh, We hope you guys all have a very Merry Christmas. God bless you. Uh, And And your house. Yeah. And and, uh, come join us for a Christmas Eve service at 7 in Westchester. Uh, We'd love to have you. It's always packed. It's always so much fun. It is good. And warms the soul. So, yeah. Um, And then we will see you next week. Lord willing. Bye. Thanks again for joining us for this week's episode. We are both having a ton of fun making these videos and episodes. And if you're having fun too, please tell a friend about this and help us to grow this mission. Thank you and God bless.